Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real Positive Girl Podcast with me, Sabrina. This is the show that'll help you become your best self. And today we are talking about no one is coming to rescue you, a victim mindset. But before you jump into that, as always, I want to invite you to come say hi to me on social media, on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Sabrina Joy Perozo, and I'd love to say hi to you and talk to you in the DMs. And so go ahead and give me like a DM or just say hi or leave a comment or anything. I look forward to chatting with you there. And I do want to excuse my voice uh, just to be totally, completely honest and vulnerable with you. I like let out the biggest scream because I was so frustrated after a conversation that I had. And it was a way for me to just like kind of just try to release all of my frustration and anger all at once. And so it's actually really bad for my throat. I need to not do that, especially since I spend time singing at church. Um, but that's why it's bad because I screamed just one long, loud, shrill scream just to get all my frustration out. So if you ever need a way to release like frustration and anger, I would say do that, but just make sure you don't do it somewhere where someone's thinking you're going to like be murdered or something. So be careful of that. Um, so anyway, come say hi to me on social media. If you check all the show notes below, you'll see where you can sign up for the weekly newsletter that comes out every Wednesday evening that has uh, different stories and anecdotes to help you think more about your mental health and your mindset that I don't necessarily go into detail on my socials. And so check that out. Also, the uh, the journal, the planner journal hybrid that I created called Emotions Every Day is available for sale. So you can go ahead and click that link and purchase it. If you would like to do that, we also did just get the stickers in to go along with anyone that orders during launch, which is up until the top of um, November. <laughs> it's until November begins and then we'll go back. Uh, the price will go up for the planner journal and uh, you can buy the stickers on the website, but they won't necessarily always come for free when you purchase the journal. So just a couple of things to consider. There's so many other things down there too, but let's just go ahead and get straight to today's episode, which is again, no one is coming to rescue you, a victim mindset. So when I was a child, my mother, and I think as a child, I would say, let's start at age, I don't know, five. That's probably correct. Um, <laughs> that I that I could actually remember having these feelings and desires. But when I was a child, my mother, who was a drug addict and a drug dealer and, and not the parent that I lived with full time, my dad had actual like legal custody of me, um, even though some my mother tried to make it seem like he did not. She kind of definitely ruined his life. I definitely can agree with that. As um, as much as I loved her and adored her, she made it a living hell for my dad. Uh, but regardless, when I was living with um, when when I was a child, and I would see her, and she would visit, and she would find different places to live close to me uh, to stay in touch. Even though I was one of like six of her children, um, you know, she would tell me all the time, all the time that she would come and rescue me from my dad. And that we would eventually live together. And it sounded like such a dream because all the other kids, like at one point or another, did live with her and and spent time with her and, and had her day in and day out. And that's what I wanted. But I was stuck with my dad who there's definitely like, I talk about how I no longer have a relationship with my dad and there was really hard times and he uh, wasn't the best parent that he could have been uh, for sure. Um, I think he like, you know, he... He did the best that he could with what he knew how to do and how he chose to be, but I don't think it was the best he could have been. It was just, there were so many things that could have been better that he chose 
not to fix uh, because he was focused on his own struggles. It's 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 fine because I definitely have parts of my growing up that I can identify with. Really cool, super grateful that he taught me how to do that. I you know I came out alive. <laughs> you know I was able to grow up and be a human, and so you know he he accomplished the necessary tasks. But uh, yeah, so I went, but I was still wishing and hoping. And my mom would always say, yeah, yeah, one day I'm trying to figure out, I'm trying to get it together. And I was always believed her, and I believed her for years. Um, you know, because my dad was so bitter from everything, like I said, happening in his life. And again, he was un- he was unfairly treated so many different times that had to do with her and struggled with his own interests. He just wasn't the best. Um, but, you know, and I think part of his reason why he wasn't the best is he was wrapped up in his own generational pain and things that were going on there. But, you know, I wanted the parent that showed me love and care and attention and made the effort to listen to me and really kind of be interested in what I was doing, at least in the moment. And I held on to hope that that my mom, that she was going to rescue me from my dad every day until the day she passed away. The day I got the call uh, when I was in middle school on my room phone, because we had two lines in our house or three lines or something like that. And... I had my own phone line and I remember my sister calling, but I didn't answer my older sister calling and I didn't answer. And she was calling to let me know my mom passed away. And that, you know, and that's when the hope died, obviously, because it didn't happen. I wasn't rescued. She didn't just take me away from him. And honestly, in retrospect, I'm glad that she didn't because, you know, my other siblings, they went through hell living with her and all the different things that happened. And so, you know, in retrospect, I am grateful, but I did, I spent so many years just waiting around thinking that someone needed to rescue me from the pain and issues that I had. And I didn't even realize that I could just be, you know, asking to be rescued and moved into other pain and other issues and other problems. And of course I was a child, so I didn't really understand what I was truly asking for. Right. Um, and, but I was still hoping, I was still hoping every day for years, years. And, you know, I know that this story that I'm talking about, how I hoped my mom would come and take me away and let me live with her and live this like beautiful fairytale life that I had imagined in my mind. I know this isn't going to necessarily translate directly to what a lot of us go through in terms of waiting for someone to rescue us from our unhappiness or disappointment, problems, struggles, fears, or even our insecurities, right? But it is, the story is an example of waiting so long for someone to come along and take us away from our pain and our hardships that that never actually happens. We never actually get rescued, right? We're never just like whisked away in this beautiful fantasy um, and ideal of no longer having to deal with that crap, right? Like it just, it doesn't happen, but that but that's how I'm illustrating it. Cause like, and I feel like it, it is appropriate for me to share a story from my childhood. Sorry, my throat is so dry because I was screaming. Uh, I think it's appropriate for me to share a story from my childhood because I feel like a lot of times when we are so caught up in the hope and desire of someone rescuing us from whatever we're going through, it is kind of like this childlike belief and and mindset that like you need someone to rescue you, you need someone to take care of you, you need someone to be that parent that makes it all the bad things go away. You know what I mean? And you know, sometimes we will wait for so long. We will we will wait for so long only to find out that the thing we thought would save us is no longer there or it's it's moved on, right? And we end up having to figure it out on our own anyway. 
right? Like for me as a child, obviously, I just I just grew up with my dad, and that was rough, but it was okay. Like you know, I made it out. It's fine, and I'm I, I'm here to <laughs> you know share the lessons and things that I went through, and I learned a lot of really good things, a lot of really helpful skills and abilities, and but also have a lot of trauma and pain from it. But regardless, it's like I could have like I mean maybe not as like a like a young child as as at five, but maybe if I had let go of this desire to be rescued earlier in my life, I could have spent more time trying to figure out how to make life better for me, even as a young child, even as a child, you know, as like nine, 10, 11, and kind of shifted my mindset or found people in my life that would help me feel safe and important and all these things that I was looking for from my mom that I never got to be rescued, right? And, and also maybe, maybe not at that age group, not like at the gap that I'm talking about because my mom died when I was 13. So that's how long I held on hope. So maybe it's like right after that, that I would have realized that, um, you know, I don't need to look at it as needing to be rescued. I need to look at it as I'm going through struggles and hardships and mistakes and failures that I will learn from. Of course, that's really hard for a 13, 14, 15 year old, 16 year old to even grasp that concept that mistakes and failures and hard hardships and struggles are good learning lessons, of course, but you know, you never know, right? And it's hard because it, you know, in in hindsight, you're like, oh man, if I had only done this, that, and the other, right? But there's nothing you could do. If you waste a lot of time doing that, then that's not going to help your your situation either. So anyway, it's just, it's important to realize that sometimes we just wait so long and we just find out that that thing that we thought was going to rescue us is no longer available. And usually it's just like a circumstance or a windfall of something or a person or or some sort of change that we hope is going to happen. And, you know, we just have to take it in our own hands and, and figure it out. And I think it's a good thing. I really do. And maybe it's because I've been through so much strife and struggles that I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Like we will um, find a way but I can understand how it's hard when when you're so caught up in a victim mentality of thinking like, no, you don't want to because eventually someone takes care of it or it just like evaporates into thin air, you know, sometimes because people just give up wanting to deal with you or the problem just fades away naturally because you're no longer trying to fight it or have anything to push against it. And that's not how we need to be. We need to like change and shift our mindset to be like, okay, like we can't handle this. It's not just like, the world against us. And I don't think we should waste our time waiting for someone else to do the work. We can try to figure out on our own or ask someone else to assist us or teach us on. So when I say that you, like being a victim and waiting for someone to rescue you and, and come along and do everything for you, that is not the same as asking someone for help or asking for someone to teach you how to do what you need to do or what needs to happen. It's totally different because when you ask for help, you're not asking for someone to do all the work for you, right? Because you don't feel like you have to do the work for whatever reason. No, you're asking them to help you, assist you, come alongside you and be like, okay, what should I do? Or can you help me understand this better? Or can you teach me how to do the skill that you're really good at so that I am equipped and ready to take on the issues and struggles uh, that are coming up, right? So we don't need to sit in this like victim mentality that tells us that we don't have the power to fight back or move past whatever's trying to come event come against us. Those are all lies. They are not true. We can push back 
and find our own way to be happy again or problem solve our struggles or face our fears or better understand and strengthen the insecurities that we have. We can do all of these things. And not saying it's going to happen overnight or quickly at all whatsoever. It might take more time. It might take even more time than we expected. But we can do the work. And we are not incapable of taking care of ourselves. And what we do does not need to be perfect. Again, it's not going to happen overnight or just like in a, in a week or a month. It might take way longer than that. Oftentimes it does. And it doesn't have to be perfect in however we decide to push back against what's coming at us or try to solve whatever issues that we have. And we just need to tell ourselves and believe in ourselves that we can do it. And we don't have to continue to sit in this victim mentality of that's holding us back and telling us that everything is against us and we are the only person that knows the truth. Like, it's just, it's not true. We have to, we have to do our part, you know? We have to do our due diligence and God will come in and assist us as time goes on. That's truly what I believe. So in today's episode, I, sorry, I did, did that whole like loud tisk thing, sorry. In today's episode, I want to talk about how we can tell whether or not we are struggling with victim mentality. And and I understand that like if you follow me on social media, then you know that I already have a video that I quickly go through what, uh, how you can tell, kind of like, you know, behaviors and mindsets how you can tell that you struggle with victim mentality. But I think there's a couple new ones in here that if you do follow me on social and you saw that video that weren't in that video, but also we're going to like kind of dive a little bit deeper into those as opposed to just saying like what it is. So don't feel like, oh, I've already seen this on social, so I don't need to listen. It's just going to be a little bit deeper, right? And um, so yeah, today we're going to talk about how you know whether you're struggling with victim mentality. And then the next episode that comes out after this one, which will be Monday, which will be Halloween of 2022, I will talk about what we can do to shift away from the victim mentality. And I was thinking today, I was like, oh, it's been a while since I've like done two episodes that are related to each other. So that should be fun. So in today's episode, uh, let's go ahead and talk about like how you can tell you are living with a victim mentality, like a victim mindset. And I have eight, you know, behaviors and mindsets to share with you, uh, to see if you relate, or if you feel like, you know, someone else is doing these things, or maybe you're, you want to be honest with yourself and you are personally struggling with these things. So the first one is blaming other people for your feelings or situations. Often, you know, you know, if you're not new here, you know that I often talk about how we are the only people responsible for ourselves, for our emotions, for our reactions, for our, our responses. We are the only people. We say people make us feel this way and that way when they actually don't. You know, we choose to feel that way based upon the experience and the situation they were currently in and, you know, what level our emotional wellness and management and intelligence is at, emotional intelligence is at, to know how to uh, respond or or you know, not react as much in the best way that will benefit us the most. But often people don't know that or they don't believe that because they're like, well, how could I control it if someone said terrible, rude things to me? It's like, yeah, you can. You can just be stoic <laughs> or you can just be chill or you can take a breath and really like decide, okay, what would be the best thing to say to this that won't like make everything worse and I won't regret it later. And again, it'll benefit me, right? But a lot of people struggle with that. And so 
they will, when they have a victim mentality, they will often blame other people for their feelings and their situations to be like, you're the one that made me mad or you're the one that has put me in this situation of not having this, that, and the other because of this reason, right? And always pushing off the blame onto someone else because it couldn't possibly be their fault because they feel like they've done everything that they're supposed to do based on their own expectations, which is totally unfair because life just throws curveballs all the time, doesn't it? And so we can't just be like, oh, we're going to decide how we live life. And if life doesn't cooperate, it's life's fault, right? No. So blaming other people for your feelings and your situations, that is definitely a sign of victim mentality. Number two is making your problems bigger than it is. So this would be like increasingly like inflating your problems and your issues when it's some small thing that needs to be dealt with or that happened, like maybe someone, you know, cut you in line and you make it seem like it was the worst thing where they like purposely cut you in line and they made you feel, they've somehow made you feel guilty and bad about it that you didn't offer it to them. And it's this whole big drama that you just kind of like draw out and you make your problems bigger because also you want to make your problems bigger so they seem bigger than anyone else's problems so people feel bad for you and then they want to do things for you. It's this whole like manipulation game that if you do struggle with victim mentality, you might not even realize that you're playing that game because you're just so immersed in that behavior and that mindset of being a victim, right? So making your problems bigger than they than than it is is definitely a sign of victim mentality and you know, just, just be cool about it. I know sometimes we like to add like a dramatic spin to what our, how our day was. Totally fine. But if you're just trying to blow it out of proportion, it's unnecessary. Number three, thinking the world is out to get you. This is like a classic, a common sign, a common like quote unquote symptom of being, having victim mentality. You think that everyone's out to get you. You think the world's out to get you. You think that you are so good and close to perfect that you could never be doing the wrong thing and everything you're doing is right. Even when someone told you to do something differently, but you decide to do it in your own way, you're like, oh, I know this is going to be better and they're going to appreciate it, which is such, oh man, it's, it's, it's deep. It's deep, like really trying to like, you know, paint over everything and not make it seem like you're doing anything wrong. But so if you think the world is out to get you, if you think that everyone else is always wrong and you are rarely, uh, you are rarely wrong, you're always right or you're often right, then you might be struggling with a victim mentality. Number four, number four out of eight, you guys, four is always using your struggles to justify your toxic behavior. Always using your struggles to justify your toxic behavior. So this would just generally being an excuse of being like, oh, well, I was super mean to her because I had a bad day, right? That is using your struggle of having a bad day to justify you being mean to that person because you're like, oh, I can't help it. I was just having a bad day. Or even, this is a very classic example that uh, one day I'll bring up to my husband because he lo- he he just he feels like he has to have coffee before he's like awake. But if you were like, oh yeah, you know, I was super rude to them because I just haven't had my first cup of coffee yet and I need to, or else I'm the worst person ever. It's an excuse. It is like a poor, terrible, awful, ugly excuse. And it is you thinking, it is, it is you like using your struggles to justify your toxic behavior of being rude and backlash and all this stuff just because you haven't had your cup of coffee yet. Just because you haven't been able to indulge in that dark brew that just makes you feel awake and alive. It's it's an excuse and it definitely demonstrates a victim mentality and um, also narcissism. A lot of these are like narcissism as well. So that was number four. Number five, 
you think everyone is purposely trying to hurt you. So it's kind of related to like you think the world's out to get you, but oftentimes you can go a step deeper and think, oh my gosh, you know, you think that everyone's out to hurt you. You think people are purposely, you know, out there. You might identify certain people that you assume, which is terrible, don't assume anything, but you assume, always ask questions, you assume that are out to get you, are wanting you to have feel pain. And so you're like, oh my gosh, they are telling lies about me, or they're saying this, that, or the other, or they're making me look really bad, or they're not calling me back because they don't like me, or they don't want other people to like me, or they told all these people this, that, and the other. And so you are really like deep. I would say you're super deep in your victim mentality if you are thinking that everyone is purposely trying to hurt you and going as far as to make it super overdramatic by being like, oh my gosh, that person cut me in line at the coffee shop because they wanted me to feel really bad and they didn't care about me and boohoo. And it's just like that kind of thing where it just like extends to this level of like absolute ridiculousness, absolute ridiculousness. So you think everyone's purposely trying to hurt you. Number six, you find things to complain about even when things go well. I have several people in my life that are like this and it drives me crazy because it's not as though I'm like living in this like toxic positivity world where everything is great. Yeah, I'm very like neutral and very like, okay, you know, like, like this really sucks, but I am super grateful that this is going well, or I have this, or I have this to lean on, or, you know, I, I look at this thing and it, it reminds me that I was able to get through that struggle. So that means I'm able to go get through this struggle. You know what I mean? So being positive, leaning into gratitude, but not overly positive where it's just sickening and not helpful at all. But, you know, so it's tough for me when I hear people complain, even though something's going really well. And that happened recently in our household where, you know, it's hard right now because we're trying to make decisions on whether or not we need to trade time for money or money for time. And because we're moving and we're just like moving into, we're moving physically into a house and then we're also moving into a different season of life. <laughs> and it's hard in different areas with our kid, with our work, with our business and all this stuff, right? So in our mindsets, and it's hard, but it can be so easy. And it's so easy to be negative, right? It's so much easier to be negative and just complain, even if things are going really well. And for us, it's like things are are, are finally picking up, but it's like you want to nitpick at it because you just, you need something to just be upset about, to really like carry on this disposition of, I'm a victim, nothing is wrong with me, I'm not doing anything wrong, it's, every, it's on everyone else, which is not true at all. So you find things to complain about even when things are going well. Because you could easily just like not say those things or focus more on like what you're grateful for and being grateful for the things that are going well right now in the present. Number seven. And sorry, that might sound confusing, but I mean like grateful, like being grateful and thankful for things that happened in the past and grateful for things that are happening like right now in the present. That's what I meant. I don't think that was clear. <laughs> uh, number seven, uh, you refuse to see your struggles through other perspectives. This is so important. Perspective is so helpful when we are trying to understand something. Because if you're able to see it through multiple lenses, then you're able, able to understand how it's going to be perceived by a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, and whether that's going to work or not. Or you are able to see other opportunities or ways to problem solve if you see your personal issue from a different perspective. And it can be really hard to do that when you have victim mentality, because usually when you have victim mentality, you're so absorbed in your confirmation bias. So it's just basically you going to someone and looking for them to confirm the feelings that you have already, just to like reaffirm those so that you, 
that you know, like that you know that you're right and you're correct. And if you start encountering people that are saying that what you think is incorrect and here's a better way to look at it, you don't want to agree with that. You want to run far away from that because you're like, oh no, how could that possibly be? You know, I, I, I see it through my perspective and that's the one that's right because it's mine. And that's so totally wrong and off, right? It's just so off, so off and wrong. So if you refuse to see your struggles through other people's perspectives or even ask people like, well, what do you think about this, that, and the other, or trying to see how that person is hurt instead of you just trying to act like you're hurt, it's really important. It can help you like also widen your opportunity or your mindset to have more opportunities and to learn more things about how other people are operate and to... Oh, just be filled with so so much knowledge. I love really thinking deeply about, let's look at things from different perspectives, like for everything in life. (laughs) Okay, so number eight, and this is the last one that we're going to talk about today. And don't forget next week, we're going to talk about, or not next week, well, I guess technically next week, but next episode, we're going to talk about how we can uh, shift away from these mindsets and behaviors, but uh, for victim mentality. But today, number eight, let's land on, not doing anything to improve your life. And I purposely put this one at the bottom because I feel like it's the perfect end cap of being like, yeah, you blame other people for your problems and situations at the top. And then at the back end, you are not willing to do anything to improve your life. You're like, no, I'm doing everything that I need to do. I'm doing it as perfectly as I know how. (laughs) Wow, it sounds really conceited and self-absorbed, right? And you just don't think you need to do anything. You need other people to come in and do all of their like things to improve your life. And that's what's going to be better. And that's what, and that also leads to like, you know, leaning into only feeling validated when other people validate you and recognize you and basing your self-worth off of what other people say and think about you. And it's a dangerous game to play. It's a dangerous road to be on, to be honest with you. And so not doing anything to improve your life, that is definitely like 110% sign that you are living a life of having victim mentality rule your life. So that is all eight of the like ways for you to tell whether or not you are suffering from victim mentality. I did forget to do my disclaimer that I do every time, which is all of these tips and advice are based on my own knowledge and research and my experiences and the experiences of others that I am allowed to share. If you feel like you do not align with this information, please go talk to a therapist or a counselor and they can help you one-on-one figure that out or go to our best friend Google and type in like how to know if you are acting like a victim and it'll give you all kinds of like behaviors and mindsets to be on the lookout for and allow you to figure out if you are struggling with this. So on that note, Thank you so much for listening because that's all I have today. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl Podcast again with me, Sabrina. Check the show notes below to connect with me on social media, to purchase a plant, purchase like a journal planner. That'd be great. Emotions every day. Sign up for the weekly newsletter. Do all the things. Suggest a topic for the show. But thank you for downloading, sharing, listening to the show. And until next time, have a good one. And I will see y'all next time. Bye.